When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No brakes. No brakes. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Another week comes round in British Speedway and things are starting to hot up in pursuit of the playoffs in the Sports Insure Premiership. Sheffield and Ipswich met on Monday night live on Eurosport and it came down to a super heat for the aggregate bonus points. They've got all the points tonight. Fabulous night at Speedway. Plenty of reaction to come, including from Simon Stead and Jack Holder. It didn't matter. As long as you were second and third, that was the better option. And um, yeah, since we're at the start, me and Toby's look for each other like a team and we come out on top. Much more reaction from Monday's meetings on the way. Our special guest in this week's episode is former three-time British champion and all-round British legend Chris Bomber-Harris is with us. The main goal is to win the British final. The Cardiff thing's uh, obviously an extra bonus, but the, my main one is to, to get that fourth title under my belt. It's always tough, especially being at Bellevue every year now. Um, I remember not long ago when riders, promoters and fans used to moan it. There's always at Wolverhampton every year, and now they've turned it around and set Bellevue, so riders don't really moan about that, but I don't forget because I've been around a long time. Much more with Chris Harris to come later on. And in the final part of the podcast, we'll shine the lights on the Cab Direct Championship and the National Development League. We'll hear from Gavin Parr of the Red Car Bears, who have a busy week ahead, home and away against the Scunthorpe Scorpions. And looking back on recent action from the National Development League, we hear from Lee Complin of the Mildenhall Fen Tigers. All on the way on this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. As ever, plenty to get through in this week's episode, and later we will hear from Chris Harris. But first, let's start with our review of everything that happened on Monday night in the Sports Insure Premiership. And live on TV, Sheffield collected maximum points against the Ipswich Witches in a dramatic finale at Ollerton as the aggregate point was decided in a superheat. Great effort from Jack Holder back in second place, and we've got a superheat for the aggregate point. The Tigers were only four up with four races remaining, but they collected five ones in heats 12 and 14 to win the Sports Insure Premiership Clash 51-39, exactly mirroring the result from Foxhall last month. So, aggregate scores were level. It required a superheat to separate it. Jason Doyle, penalised for touching the tapes in heat 15, came back with another bite of the cherry in the final heat. The superheat scoring system rewarding team riding. Jack Holder and Tobias Muzilak in second and third, keeping Jason Doyle at bay meant it didn't matter that Saifutinov was pulling away out front. The Sheffield boys aren't worried about that because they know right now, with half a lap to go, that the aggregate point, the bonus point, is going to go the way of the home team and they're going to pick up all the points here tonight. 
desperately disappointing for the Ipswich Witches, but joy for the Sheffield Tigers. Emil Saifuthinov racking up 16 plus 1 at Ollerton for the Ipswich Witches, but it was not enough, and the Sheffield Tigers take the win on the night and the aggregate bonus point. So how were the nerves after that for team manager Simon Stead? He's talking to Ryan Guest. Shot. Um, look, we, we knew that, that it was going to be tough. Um, you know, at one stage, we were, we were struggling to gain any distance at all, so... Um, and obviously losing Louis wasn't ideal. Juggling races and trying to maximise what we got from each and every every heat, it was it was difficult. But credit to the lads, pulled together, um, knew what we needed to do, knew knew the importance of the result, uh, and got it. As like you say, it's it's far from job done. But tonight does feel like it could be a, a significant point in the season and the playoff race, perhaps. Yeah, exactly that. Right, and like I just said, that they knew the importance of of tonight's result. Um, we were desperate to to maximise. Uh, the amount of points we were taking out of the meeting we've managed to do that um, but the riders understand the position um, and you can't ask for any more can you they, 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 they raced hard every heat wasn't always from the start some great racing out there um, they were flying and then uh, to, to finish the job in, in, in super heats was 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 really good. Yeah, it was indeed. Now on to, to Peterborough on, on Thursday night as well. And uh, we know it's been going tough for, for the Panthers, as we mentioned before. You hosted them here last Monday. But uh, nevertheless, they're, they're looking to, to turn a corner and start getting a run of results. So, um, again, I need, need the boys to apply themselves correctly on Thursday now. Yeah, what well, you can't do is take anything for granted um, because results are hard to come by. Uh, they are finding it tough at the moment. But with the riders that they've got, there's, there's obviously, they've obviously got quality in that team and they can turn it on. Uh, at any point so we need to keep doing what, what we're doing we're, I feel like we're riding well at the moment um, we're riding well as a team uh, obviously we have to assess what what the what the deal is with with Louis and we'll 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 do what we need to do but I'm looking forward to it it's a it's another important meeting and, uh, and a chance to get some more points on the board so the first super heat at Ollerton then, and uh, whilst the Sheffield Riders didn't win it, it's not about winning if you're not familiar with the super heat format, and not everybody will be. And the reason I explain this is because people from all around the world listen to this podcast, and super heats are uh, something that work differently in, in the UK. So it's four points for a win, three points for second, two for third. It's like the pairs format, uh, and so second and third actually more valuable than a ride that clears off out front, uh, as Emil Saifutinov did with uh, Jason Doyle unable to uh, score. So it's all about avoiding last places as a team. Uh, Jack Holder then, one of those riders involved in claiming the bonus point for the Sheffield Tigers on Monday night, and uh, he's also been speaking to Ryan Guest. Do you really know much about the score until I think about halfway, and uh, Steady said we're only two points up and I was like oh okay um, and then yeah we got the I think it was a big heat 13 and 14 I think that allowed us to you know level it up on the on the aggregate score and yeah super heat um, we knew that a win was uh, it didn't matter as long as you were second and third that was the better option and um, yeah since we went out the start me and Toby's look for each other like a team and we come out on top. Yeah, I was going to say the the way Emil was flying after his first ride as well was, was that kind of the tactic. See where it was in the first bend, and then and then maybe deal with Doyley and keep him at the back. His first ride, I beat him, so I don't know if he was flying then. Um, yeah, he was quick all night, but uh, yeah, you know I was really the in heat 13. I just sort of stuff up a little bit, and then yeah, we knew the super heat. If we got a 3-3, it was going to. Be, uh, sorry, in heat 15, if we got a 3-3, it was a super heat. So. Um, we went again, and yeah, he could have won as long as he, uh, as much as he wanted it, but it, 
you know, we got the second and third. Yeah, and like you say, you're now, Paul, three points further clear of Ipswich as well. So just how important is that in the playoff race? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and obviously a, a big one coming up at Peterborough now, a place you've got to go and target a win, and then the, the next home fixture against the, the reigning champs and league leaders, Bellevue, one to look forward to. Yeah, we've got a, good, a big couple of meetings coming up. Um, yeah, everyone goes well around Peterborough, so hopefully we can continue the form on, and um, and then, yeah, then, you know, Bellevue are coming. So hopefully we're on a good roll at the moment, and hopefully keep it going. Yeah, massive well done tonight. Thank you. What about the Ipswich, which is number one then? Emil Saifutinov, he had another successful evening. 16 plus one bonus point for him on Monday night around Ollerton. Um, always an entertainer for, for fans of both sides, though. He's also been having a chat with Ryan after the meeting. Well, Emil Saifudinov obviously uh, losing by 12 points and, and missing out on the aggregate point here tonight. It's a, a bit of a, a tough one for the Ipswich boys to take tonight. It's really sad about that, you know, obviously, when we not get the, uh, some bonus, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's a tough situation, but uh, anyway, you know, obviously, we never give up, and uh, we will try, you know, for the other, other meeting, uh, try best and win some, uh, get some points. Yeah, like you say, you really can't afford uh, any more slip-ups uh, at all now, and uh, Bellevue at home on Thursday, obviously, the, the league leaders, it's going to be a, another tough one there. Uh, it's, it will be a tough meeting and uh, yeah, like I said, you know, just uh, that's a speedway, you know, it's just we need to be focused and uh, be ready, you know, for the tough meeting and uh, of course, if we, we try, we can do, you know, it's, uh, we can win, you know, it's in the home. But here tonight, um, yourself, absolutely superb once again, you had a third in your first ride, but then uh, six wins out of seven later on. Yeah, it has uh, a lot of uh, race today and uh, yeah, yeah, like I smile, you know, it's just uh, after seven hits, you know, it's just uh, can close the eyes and then uh, know where it's uh, good lines, you know, faster lines. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy that track, you know, and uh, I really like. And uh, after first hit, I just make the with my mechanic and uh, good, good. Uh, correction in the bike and then uh, this was going fast. Like you say, it was a tough one as well because in heat 15 and, and particularly that super you couldn't do it all by yourself and uh, Jason, uh, a bad night at the office for, for Jason when we know what he's capable of and obviously that, that, that proved costly in the end in those two big heats at the end. Yeah, Jason has a uh, tough meeting for sure and uh, some things uh, with his setups or something bike is working wrong and uh, that's why he is He's like scores not a lot of points, so uh, I think you know it's what's happened, and uh, next one it will be okay. And uh, Jason is good rider, and that, uh, like I said, you know, it's, uh, we have a good uh, team, and uh, really you know it's, we have good opportunity to win at home and uh, get the semi. But you know, it's a speedway. Sometimes can happen some things. Emil, many thanks for speaking. Thank you very much. Do you know what? Emil Saifutinov, every single time, is just an absolute pleasure to deal with. And if you are a young speedway rider listening to this, wherever you are on your journey, that's a guy that you need to watch out to not just ride the bike uh, and all the rest of it, but you know, for my money, how he is with, with everyone, with fans, with the media, with promoters, with, with opposition teammates. Say what you like about the guy, but the way he conducts himself is absolutely first class at every turn. Well done, Emil Saifutinov. Uh, let's hear from one of his teammates now. Um, Eric Riss, of course, has had all sorts of health issues uh, this season, many of which have been a mystery to the doctors as well. Um, we can get an update on his condition now. This was an interview on Discovery Plus on uh, on Monday, so he may not have uh, seen this, but Eric Riss giving a, a full um, update, really, on his condition. and It's actually pretty positive 
positive because he says that he's pretty much back to normal now, which is great news, and he's been speaking to Abby Stevens. Well, the, 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 the cause for it is still not found, so the doctors reckon it was caused by a viral infection. But basically what happened is um, the fluid that is in your spinal, spinal cord um, also runs in your head, and if that fluid is too much, there's high pressure in your head. Um, so that was caused by probably a virus, and then because I've had too much pressure in the head, uh, something called the optic nerve swell up behind my eye, which is the nerve that connects the eye to the brain, and therefore I was having blurry vision, and you know, I, yeah, just didn't see properly. Which is not what you want on a speedway bike. No, definitely not. I, you know, I tried at the beginning because at first I didn't even know what was going on, so I kept kept riding and I, I tried because momentarily, you know. When you, when you don't know what it is, you think, oh, it's just a bit of an illness, and you, you thought, sort of think, oh, it is getting better, and then I tried to ride, but it was just not working. I couldn't concentrate and see properly. And how are you feeling now? I'm pretty much back to normal. Um, about three or four weeks ago, I've been back to hospital, and uh, I've had, before I went to that hospital visit, I had uh, three uh, lumbar punctures where they release fluid from my back uh, which lowers the pressure in the head um, and therefore that should allow the, the nerves behind the eye to swell down um, and like I said I've been to hospital about three four weeks ago and they said the swelling had gone down slightly and it's getting better and after that hospital visit it kept getting better so I'm pretty much back to normal now. And can you ride it at full pelt with 100% commitment or is there a, a slight fear I suppose? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel myself on a bike at the moment. I don't know why that is. I, haven't, I can't work it out. I don't know if it's still related to, to my head. Um, but in everyday life, I feel pretty much normal again. So I don't think it's that. But, you know, when you've been off the bike for two and a half months and everyone else has been riding, you probably do feel a bit hesitant, yeah. And how have the other guys been around you? I'm sure they are so glad to see you back. Oh, yeah, um, you know especially the club, you know, they've waited around to get me back in, so I really appreciate that. And, you know, once I was starting to get better, I was buzzing to get back in the team because it's a bit, yeah, good bunch of, of guys, you know, being in the team with those, with those guys is fun. And, yeah, I was, I was looking forward to be back. And this is a, a must-win for the Witches tonight? Yeah, it definitely is. We, uh, we need to win, yeah. Uh, there's nothing else to say. we just got to put our heads down and try and get a win. Eric, good to see you back, and I hope you continue to get back to full health. Thank you. Eric Riss with Abby Stevens from Eurosport. Coming soon, we'll hear from Phil Morris, the CEO of the Sports Insure Premiership, with an update on uh, what's going on with Kings Lynn and Peterborough, and, of course, a look back at that uh, exciting meeting on the TV on Monday night. But first, let's head to Monmore, because Wolverhampton fought back from six points down to edge out Bellevue 47-43 in an incident-packed Sports Insure Premiership match at Monmore Green. The Aces led 33-27 after Heat 10, but the meeting began to to turn in the next race when number one Dan Bewley was involved in a spectacular collision with home reserve Zach Cook. Both riders walked away but Bewley didn't race again as a precaution. Wolves levelled with a 5-1 in Heat 13 with the Aces then hit by mechanical trouble for Charles Wright in Heat 14 and Jamin Lidsey just prior to the last race. Sam Masters won the decider for Wolves with Rory Schlein finishing third although the league leaders did take consolation with the aggregate point to go eight points clear at the top of the Sports Insure Premiership. Right now, let's hear from Mark Lemon, the team manager of the Bellevue Aces. Yeah, you could say that for sure. Um, you know, we started off pretty good. The boys uh, obviously get a bit of momentum coming in, uh, especially our way, our way, 
away form has been pretty good this year and I guess that's showcased again tonight but uh, you know Wolves sort of probably felt a bit lucky early on I guess they can say but um, you know losing sort of Dan that, that crash you know, was a pretty spectacular crash and we're both glad that you know, Zach and Dan walked away from that one because it, uh, it looked pretty nasty but um, yeah so we just rested Dan uh, I don't want to take my risk with, with him the rest of the season and uh, obviously he's got a Grand Prix coming up too so uh, no to walk away here uh, with you know four point defeat uh, we'll take that, you know, because we've got the aggregate point, which I, I don't think too many teams are going to do that over Wolverhampton. And obviously, a bit of bad luck towards the end of the meeting with obviously Dan with his exclusion, Charles with the engine failure, and then Jamie being excluded at the start line for 15. Yeah, these things happen, you know, like I said, um, we can take a lot of positives tonight, really, you know, like I said, it was one that probably got away as an away win. Um, you know, you can't change those things, that's motorsport, and these things happen, but. Um, you know, Charles has had a bit of a rotten run with engines, like, you know, he was you know, comfortably there doing quite well and uh, the rocker arm broke, so that was a mechanical one. And, and Jamie and have obviously had a, a bite malfunction at the start line, so, um, yeah, just hey, that's the way it goes. But that was, it was good to see Tom, you know, start off slow and then find some uh, some racing results. And uh, word on Dan Bewley, just a bit knocked about after what was, like you say, quite a, a nasty, not necessarily high-speed crash, but a very, uh, very bad crash for both him and Zach. Yeah, he went down pretty hard on his back, so uh, he's feeling a bit tender in that area. So um, it's just not worth sending him out there again. Um, he can rest up. You know, potentially he's got Sweden tomorrow, but um, better be safe than sorry. I just felt there's a, there's a point where you know where do you draw the line? You know, um, you know we want to win, but we don't want to win at all costs. So uh, positive news on uh, Dan Bewley. Uh, Wolves now have uh, a little break. They're not riding on Thursday. However, the Bellevue Aces are back in action, visiting Foxhall up against Ipswich on Thursday night. The other fixture in the Sports Insure Premiership is still a round one clash, actually, because they're still playing catch-up. Peterborough up against Sheffield. And uh, that was one that uh, was abandoned early, actually, the first leg, but the result did stand. So it's uh, 23-37 as far as the aggregate point goes there with uh, that being in Sheffield's favour. Uh, Peterborough of course well documented have had some issues over the, the last week or so. Uh, Carl Johnson the uh, club uh, co-promoter stepping down. Um, Kings Lynn also having a break in proceedings to look at their current financial situation with uh, the change at the top there at Kings Lynn. Both sides though expected to be back in business very soon including for Peterborough as soon as this Thursday. Kings Lynn back on the track on Monday so just taking a a week away from proceedings just to reorganise themselves. Phil Morris is the CEO of the Sports Insure Premiership and he's been giving an update on those situations to Ryan Guest. Well, Phil, obviously the, the, the back end of last week there was a, a few concerning news items coming out from a, a couple of the clubs in the Premiership. If you can just bring us up to speed and, and what you did now. First of all, starting with the, the situation at Kings Lynn. Yeah, obviously it's tough for them. They've had a change of promotion and uh, Keith Chapman's had to step in and, and take charge of everything and I think... There's been a lot of things that might not be to what he wanted and how he wanted it, and obviously he's had to sit down, take stock. Potentially, I don't know what, what you know, but they needed. They asked us as a BSPL, could we give him that one week grace? I genuinely don't fe- think there's any problem with them finishing the season, and I hope that's the case. Um, so it was very open and honest discussion, and I was the one that said we need full transparency to say why this is happening and that's what we felt we did we sort of just told the full story um, they need to refinance they need to regroup you know look at everything from start to finish and start again it, it, give them a week's grace to do that so we did our bit from our side and, and at the end of the day it's the interest of the sports we all want Kings Lynn in it so we felt that it was genuinely needed that they did need that week just to 
stop stop the bus look at everything evaluate everything and almost start again like you say the full intention and full expectation is that, that they'll be at, uh, at Leicester next Monday yeah of course yeah there was uh, there was no question about that I don't think and uh, going forward they've already uh, put the fixture in the calendar okay it's in the World Cup week but I think Kings Lynn and uh, Peterborough sort of they're not going to be affected by it so yeah it's um, you know they've managed to do that and obviously it's not ideal it's not something you want, but you have to respect the situation that was left. Um, you know, the, the promoter that was running it, you know, has left and uh, they had to step up and Keith Chapman had to carry on. You know, he's been trying to sort of step away from the sport and let people promote. But I think he's uh, he's back in the hot seat now and hopefully we'll get to the end of the season. Uh, successfully and then he, he come back to the tapes next year. Yep, certainly the case at Peterborough as well where he tried to be gaining a, a bit more control, obviously Cole Johnson uh, stepping down as, as promoter but um, a few things happening behind the scenes there which, which we'll see the Panthers through. Yeah, I, I generally don't think there's an issue there. Um, they've obviously did have an issue with the Carl Johnson who did a lot of work there and he's thank- I'm sure they're thankful for that but for his own reasons he decided he needed out. And uh, I know they've got another promoter in now. I don't know how public it is, so at this point I won't say. So they've got another promoter and, uh, yeah, they're ready to go again. And, uh, yeah, they're they're quite positive. And, uh, yeah, it's not as, you know, people put them two together, Peterborough and Kingsley, it's a separate entity. And, uh, yeah, no, no issues here, I don't believe. Yeah, and like you're saying, obviously everyone was concerned when those two no- uh, news stories come out on the same day. Um, and understandably, there was a, a little bit of doom and gloom. But nevertheless, when you consider the, the two fixtures we've seen on Eurosport and Discovery Plus on Monday night with the superheat for the aggregate points, Sheffield and Ipswich, uh, a last heat decider, Wolverhampton, Bellevue, that, that, that's what this sport, that's what this league's all about. Yeah, you know, you're always going to have nil-nil draws in football. You know, that's that's the nature of the beast. You sometimes have meetings that are not exciting, but I think it proves having the aggregate bonus point kept this meeting alive. I think it's something that is good to come back this year, and it's definitely something I feel is a benefit. So it, it proved that this this meeting could have been a bit dead if there wasn't on the bonus point. But of course, it's never dead when you've got. Emil Saifedino, Jack Holder, Tobias Musliak and Jason Doyle in the race. But you understand what I'm saying. I did help it and obviously it made it alive right to the last millimetres of the race. Phil, many thanks for speaking to us. No problems. British Speedway Premiership CEO Phil Morris there with an update on particularly the situations involving Kings Lynn and Peterborough. And Peterborough racing on Thursday against the Sheffield Tigers at 7.30 the start time there. And also on Thursday it's the Ipswich Witches versus the Bellevue Aces. 7.30 also the start time at Foxhall Stadium. That fixture will be on BSN on Thursday night. Looking ahead to Monday well uh, also on Eurosport will be the Bellevue Aces and the Switch Witches in the return leg of that clash at the National Speedway Stadium on Monday night. Uh, also uh, happening, it's a busy programme because only Sheffield uh, not riding, in fact. Leicester up against the Kings Lynn Stars on Monday evening and the Wolverhampton Wolves hosting the Peterborough Panthers uh, in the Sports Insure Premiership. Just uh, taking a look at the league table of the Sports Insure Premiership. Well, currently sitting pretty at the top are the Bellevue Aces. They've uh, 
hit 30 points now at 24 league points. Uh, the rest coming from, uh, well, either super heats or uh, aggregate uh, bonus points. So 30 points overall at the top of the Sports Insure Premiership. But they have still ridden uh, quite a few more fixtures than everybody else. But, you know, that lays the marker down. Everybody's got to keep pace. 17 matches ridden, 30 points on the board. Leicester Lions have ridden 12 meetings and have 22 points. The Wolverhampton Wolves, uh, 14 matches ridden and 22 points on the board as well. Uh, The Sheffield Tigers currently in fourth, ridden 13 and 20 points, and that's five points ahead and a match in hand over the Ipswich Witches, who are now in fifth place and outside the playoff places, 14 meetings ridden and 15 points achieved. Kings Lynn are in sixth, having ridden 13 and got seven points. And Peterborough Panthers prop up the table in seventh, 13 matches ridden and uh, two points to show for it so far. Obviously, a way to go yet. There can be some twists, but you fancy now the top four beginning to pull away from the rest. And the Ipswich Witches have a huge meeting against top of the table Bellevue Aces on Thursday night and then the return of course the following week and that is a huge clash as Ipswich can ill afford to be cut further adrift from uh, that pack of the top four as it stands the next week is going to certainly be a big one okay in the next part of No Breaks No Fear we switch tack and well we speak to a man who's going to be involved in one of those clashes with the Leicester Lions a team who can still actually finish top of the table and they've got quite a few matches matches in hand and they've been going great lately captain of the Leicester Lions Chris Harris speak to us next on No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back then to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. And uh, joining us is uh, a proper legend of British Speedway, uh, former British champion, former Grand Prix star, one of the few, in fact, one of the two guys to now to have uh, won Cardiff uh, Speedway Grand Prix. Chris Harris is with us. Uh, welcome, Bomber. Gl- good to have you along. Um, it's a busy week for you on all fronts and, and a busy season once again because you started off all guns blazing I think guesting for uh, most clubs, um, but uh, it sort of sells down this time of year, doesn't it, for you? Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, no, it's uh, starting to get busy again. So the start of the season was really busy with both clubs and guesting and sort of uh, quiet down a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, starting to get too busy again. Um, so looking at this last week, then, um, you're riding for Glasgow last week in the uh, the BSN series it's, uh, final, which uh, finally got underway at uh, pool uh, it didn't really go to plan that did it uh on on many fronts unfortunately no that didn't happen that meeting uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um pool was just a better site team on the night you know um for one reason or another all seven of them was skating so whatever their secret is it's working um but you know at the end of the day we just wasn't good enough as a team um as a one to seven we wasn't uh we wasn't performing uh, we have to forget about it and move on. You know, it's going to be a big ask, the return leg. Um, you know, in hindsight, they, they've got the trophy, haven't they? So we just got to make sure that we win at home and uh, give our fans to celebrate that we we win at home. Glasgow's season as a whole, though, the, the league table, of course, at this stage is a little bit deceptive because some teams have ridden way more meetings than others. Glasgow are very much uh, there with, with the likes of Oxford, of course, who've set the early pace. And, uh, you know, Glasgow, on average, uh, are, are matching... Uh, 
Oxford uh, blow for blow there. So it is shaping up to be, uh, you know, a, an, an exciting sort of final couple of months in the uh, in the championship. Yeah, no, Oxford's uh, starting the season on fire, aren't they? And um, they've got a solid solid side one to seven, really. So, but again, so so we, but I think where we can we've got a lot to improve on as a team. I think we've got a lot of places where um, as individual riders we can improve. So I think there's more to come from us yet. Um, but, you know, there'll be still a lot to come from the likes of Oxford still they've, and uh, and Paul. So it's going to be a, a tough running for for everybody. But, um, yeah, I think we can definitely uh, finish in that top if we keep, keep persisting doing what we're doing. But it's going to be tough. Um, each team is solid. So it's uh, it, it'd be interesting for the what teams are making the playoffs. What was the mood at Glasgow? Because, of course, it's been a, a bit of time now since uh, Glasgow last claimed any silverware, uh, going back to the start of the ownership of the, the current promotion. And, and the last team manager to, to win anything, of course, was Stuart Dixon, uh, who you're no stranger to, of course, uh, this season as well. So it has been a little bit of a, a while, and I'm sure that um, the folks there are, are, are well aware of that. But it's just that that winning that first bit of silverware, you fancy, and then the, maybe the, the floodgates potentially will open. But it just seems to get tough in those closing stages of tournaments at the moment and invariably facing the likes of uh, the Pool Pirates. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Pool seems to be winning everything again so, um, in this league as well. So uh, I think as a club, Glasgow are more capable of winning. Obviously, they put, they've put they always put good teams together, but it's finding that balance. That's the thing. Um, and riders, when it comes to the, to the crunch of, of lifting their game for that and not getting nervous in big events. So, um, you know, I've been in a few finals over the years now, so I know what it's all about. It's just, um, it's just, yeah, it's just hopefully getting that rider's nerves right. And, you know, you've got to have a bit of luck on that, on your side as well in finals. You know, you look at, say, at Paul, they didn't have any last places. They was on, you know, all seven was firing. So um, we had riders that were struggling a bit. You know, Lee struggled. Obviously, Tom struggled. He crashed. Um, you know, I, I was struggling, and I normally go. I normally good for double figures around Paul, to be fair. But um, it was a night that Paul was just on fire. So we just got to make sure that that doesn't happen again at any meetings, and we move on from that, and we learn from it. And it's quite a rebuilding job for for Glasgow. They made a a number of changes from the previous season. Some, of course, enforced. Some riders retiring as well, like uh, Ulrich, for example. Um, but but also some some big changes with with some riders that have been around with Glasgow for a little while leaving the scene. So a big statement to to bring yourself in, for example. So. Um, What's life been like at Glasgow for you? Because obviously it's a it's always a big decision where you where you're going to ride. You you were at, at Berwick last season. You moved to Glasgow this year. And uh, how are you finding life at Ashfield? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Obviously, the first time I was there, I, I had a lot of a lot of problems with engines and machinery, and um, the travelling was a lot. I was doing everything myself uh, back then more, and the driving. And we had my um, me uh, my daughter was born that year, so it was a lot to to juggle in, but um, I've, I've, the reason I was sort of wanted to go back when I knew I was going to leave Berwick because I, want, I wanted my weekends free was um, to put things right at Glasgow as, you, as I've said before um, I felt that I didn't really show my true potential there the first time and I feel this time that I'm showing what I am capable of especially after going back there with my other clubs uh, in the last few years and scoring heavily so um, I thought I owed it to, to Glasgow and the fans to, to show my, my worth and I believe that I'm doing that now um, 
it's it's good good to say I've got a good uh, bunch of riders behind like Ben and Tom pushing me for my number one spot so it keeps me on my toes to keep it so it's uh, yeah I'm I'm really enjoying it there the fans have been great since I've been back and we're there to try to win and looking at, at this week now for Glasgow um, it's uh, it's a busy week uh, because of course you were down at Pool last week and and this week heading to Birmingham uh, another former home circuit of yours so you must be looking forward to heading back there as well yeah Birmingham is a track I really enjoy I've always enjoyed going there so they've strengthened up obviously over the last few weeks so it's going to be uh, probably a lot harder than what it might have been originally with the team they started the season with but you can never underestimate any of them and so we've got a good side then can ride both tracks well so uh, great confidence why we can't go down there and win both meetings I, I, I was with you. You were commentating with us on on BSN um, at um, Birmingham a, a couple of months ago, and we did a track walk there. and And you were saying that the track has has changed significantly at, at Perry Bar um, since you were last there, as a home rider at least. Yeah, when I was there, I always made sure that we had dirt on it. So uh, obviously, the riders they got there this year they might they'd be a bit different to how I would have would have had it. Um, but you know, you've got to make sure that the home riders are happy. So. From when we was there, when I was commentating and watching it a few times, it looked a, a little bit on the slicker side. It looked smooth, but slicker. So, but we just got to adapt. You know, as an away rider, we just got to get on with the job. You're not in action with Leicester until next week now, but it's safe to say that in in the Sports Insure Premiership this season, uh, again a bit of a going into the unknown slightly with um, with Leicester, a, a newly. Not promoted side, you know, taking on the, the the Premiership for the first time and the first time. In a long while, because of course the last time they were there, it wasn't overly uh, successful. But building a team um, that was looking much more solid this time, and they've achieved that. And now Leicester, you know, not just uh, pushing for the playoffs, but pushing for top spot. Yeah, I knew when they went back up, and I spoke to Stuart uh, when they were, Leicester was coming back up that he had put a team that's uh, competitive. He, you know, he's always said that he wouldn't want to uh, go in there just as a to make the numbers if you want to go there to win uh, and then put a good tie together which he's done uh, we start off obviously a bit slow um, getting grips in the trap but we're slowly as a team getting it um, and yeah and obviously when uh, when he asked me to be captain as well to lead him out it was, uh, it was a great honour and yeah we're definitely uh, pushing not just to make a plus but to finish top Are you surprised at how um, Leicester have gone or did you feel that this was definitely in the tank from the off? Yeah I think the tie they put together it was started to improve um, so I, I, I expected us to do what we're doing um, you know we've got Max in at number one he's a, he's a Grand Prix rider good rider you know Nick's been at Leicester for a long time so he knows the lines uh, Rich is a good gator uh, and a good rider as well so and he, he rides it well so I think it was the this team is solid all the way through it's just um, getting consistency which I think we found now and how do you get on with, with Stuart Dixon um, you being the, the, the team captain uh, Stuart, of course, has been around Leicester for a, for a long time, but a very a very wily character, I think, in in speedway management, and and was certainly one of the sharpest that I've met. Not not much gets past him. Have you uh, you had a good time working with Stuart? Yeah, I love working with him. He's so funny. Um, he's straight to the point, which is which which is what you want as well. Um, you don't want somebody to be go around the houses. He tells he says how it is. He reminds me a bit like uh, of a, of my old mate Colin Pratt. You know, he used to tell you how it how it is, and you know. Can have a fall out of him, but five minutes later you you've forgotten about it and you moved on, and that's how I feel that uh, Stuart is as well. 
Okay, and uh, you're in action on um, well, it's Monday, isn't it? When you're uh, you're next riding and, and riding against Kings Lynn, which uh, is due to be Kings Lynn's comeback match. Of course, they're having a bit of a week off to to organise things. It's sort of a bit of a worry, I suppose, when when clubs are finding themselves in that position, and of course, Peterborough uh, also finding themselves in a situation where currently they've got no out and out promoter with with Carl Johnson uh, departing. But of course, not so long ago, you were part of that. Dad's Army team marching to the title and it's just strange how quickly things can change in Speedway. Yeah, it's sad to see obviously both clubs um, I mean, both clubs are enjoy riding at Peterborough and Kingston so hopefully they both can sort their futures out and, and be on track for, for many years to come but yeah, no, we'll see how Monday goes. Hopefully Kingston's had that week off and it's sorted out what they needed to do and we can uh, they can come to the tapes on Monday. Another big event that's taking place this coming weekend is the uh, the, the British Under-21 final. Um, reigning champion is Leon Flint, a rider that you worked with closely uh, last season, of course, at uh, at Berwick. But uh, you've ridden with, I would say, probably the majority of the lineup. Ace Piper, of course, a teammate of yours um, at, um, at Glasgow. Uh, the Thompsons, of course, in there. Well, uh, Dan Thompson is Joe, of course, is injured. Uh, so the, the, a lot of these riders you'd be familiar with. And and um, who who would you be uh, who would you be tipping? Do you think around Glasgow for that? No, you can't count Leon out. He's good around Glasgow. Um, and saying Dan as well. Um, Ace is going well this year. He's he's steadily improving. So you know, if he can get out the gate, he, he can be as quick as anyone really if he rides them right lines. So. Um, then you've got you know, young Ashton coming through. He's uh, he's he's a good gator, so you, I wouldn't I wouldn't quite count him out either. If he makes a gate, he's got good equipment and he's uh, he's quick. So it's uh, it, I couldn't really say who the, who's going to be the favourite. Uh, no uh, no late call ups from Vatcher for you then to, uh, to to get into it this year. If you've you've failed in your uh, on the aging pills to, to to wind back time on that. Yeah. I, Tried to make myself a little bit younger to make myself 21 again, but no, it didn't quite work. So I'll have to miss out again. <laughs> and are you uh, are you involved in the long track at, at Marmond this weekend? Or yeah, 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 yeah I've got this on uh, this Thursday coming. So we've got a busy, you know, Plymouth tomorrow, Wednesday, Birmingham, and then uh, yeah, fly out Friday, uh, Thursday for some. Long track. That's a that's a big event, isn't it? That you know, it's the isn't it a bank holiday in in France that weekend, and uh, it's it's a you know a nice little nice little trip for spectators as well as the the riders, I guess. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, the spectators love it. It's a good it's a good uh, day. Um, there's a hungover people over the night because it's a night meeting. So come one o'clock when it's finished, there's a lot of people were staggering around as you like. So yeah, but once we finish that, we're off flying out the next day to Finland because I've got the call up to drive for Team GB in the European pairs so with Tom and uh, Jordan so yeah it's still busy on Saturday as well yeah and that, that you, the under 20 uh, the, the pairs that's, that you're talking about there the European pairs um, <laughs> not an easy place to get to logistically I was talking to Ollie Allen and it was a bit of a, a bit of a headache on how you're going to get bikes and riders there but uh, obviously you're uh, you're you're one of those that's that's making the trip yeah it's been a it was a late call off and about not well it's about a week really to organize because riders don't want to do all the fancy stuff don't want to do all the long ones so um they obviously i i'm always prepared to ride from the country and represent them so i never really let them down whenever i get called up i say yes um and some i'm like riders they pick and choose which ones they want to do so hope uh hope Oliver and, and the team gb boys might remember that when they pick teams in future so but no, we've got everything organised and we got between the three of us, we've got the bikes uh, and a van organised to get out there. 
Well, well, good luck with that. And it's a busy weekend in Speedway in general. The Grand Prix back, of course, uh, Melilla this weekend. It's SGP3 and SGP4. Um, and I think some, some of the British lads are likely to be involved in that, hopefully as well, if they qualify during the course of this week. So busy weekend of uh, busy weekend of Speedway and seeing if any of the, the British guys can hold a candle to, to Bartosz Schmarschlik on the, on the world stage as well, because he just keeps, keeps pulling it out of the back, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, Bartosz uh, definitely got it's like set on that next world title. So, um, you know, it'd be a hard one to beat at the minute, but, you know, he's, he's there to beatable. Um, it's just uh, hard to do it. But yeah, you can't, you know, Dan and, and Robert, they're, they're, they're pushing as well. So hopefully uh, they can push him all the way. And the British final will be upon us um, soon enough. The draw for that's going to be taking place, I think, fairly soon as well. And, uh, you know, you came fairly close last year in certainly in that first running, you were, you were up there uh there or thereabouts and another another Cardiff appearance would be uh, certainly on your agenda I guess if possible yeah I'd love to go Cardiff again obviously the main goal is to win the British final um, it, the Cardiff thing they're obviously an extra bonus but the, my main one is to to get that fourth title under my belt um, it's always tough especially being at Bellevue every year now um, I remember not long ago when riders promoters and fans used to moan it there's always at Wolverhampton every year and now they've turned it around and set Bellevue so Riders don't really moan about that, the same ones. So, um, but I don't forget because I've been around a long time, um, and I've I've got a fairly good memory. Um, so yeah, so maybe they need to look at maybe moving the venue a bit around and showing it around to other tracks because um, as a rider, it's a bit boring going to the same venue venue as other riders. Before me, used to say they don't want to go Wolverhampton every year for the British final. It's not fair, blah blah blah, and all that rubbish. Same as the fans. So. Um, Let's see what happens in the future because how much of a lovely stadium Bellevue is and the track is, you know, could be some good racing. Um, as a as a fan of Speedway, maybe they need to move it around a bit like they called upon not so long ago when it was always at Wolves. Is there a track that if they did move it there and you and, and it came through, you'd think, oh yes, this is in the this is in the bag. Do you do you have a particular favourite? No, I never look at it saying I want to go to a track that I'm good at um, I've had some good meetings at Bellevue so I'm not saying I want a track that I'm good at I just feel it needs to be shared around a bit um, you know there's some good tracks in, in the country um, you know if Peter's still running Peter's can be a good track Kings Inn can be a good track when prepared right Glasgow can be a good track so there's enough tracks around that they can share it around a bit I'm just saying what people what other people are thinking and they haven't got any <laughs> to say it so um, I think at the stage of my career, I've earned the, the opportunity to the thing to say what I feel, and I feel that it's time that you know maybe they move it around a bit to stop it being at one track all the time. I could say, like I keep repeating myself, they used to moan and riders and fans and promoters used to moan. It's always at Bellevue, uh, Wolverhampton, and now we've had it at Bellevue for how many years? Yeah, it has moved around historically, hasn't it? You know, the, the, there's been well, uh, where's held it. Um... Swindon have had it in the past. Wolves have had it. Um, I think the old, the old Bellevue maybe had it. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coventry, obviously, back in the day. So um, I just don't see why they can't move it around every other year or every year. Or not that I want to do more meetings, but make make more legs. You know, have three or four meetings at it if that's what they want to do. You know, the Danish final does it, don't they? So I'm not saying I want it to be. Yeah, I don't say I want more, uh, more, more rounds because it, it's it's rubbish money anyway. Not that you do it for the money, but as a as a thing, maybe they can move it around and have the final meet 
round at Bellevue. I don't know, but I think there's a there's other opportunities that they could they could look at. Food for thought. Well, watch this space. Well, look good. Good luck in all of those um, tournaments that you're in. Of course, very very busy time, and uh, we'll see you soon. Of course, a um, couple of opportunities with Glasgow this week, and then Leicester next week, and uh, and good luck as well on your international adventures. It's it's quite a week. I'm I'm, I'm impressed that you managed to squeeze us in, Chris. I've got to say. Well, yeah, I managed to squeeze five minutes for you. Now I've got to go and do the the daddy job and get the kids ready for bath and bed. Give the wife a night off. See them on home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both. All right. Well, look. Cheers, Chris. That's amazing. Thanks a lot. See, mate. Pleasure as always. So my thanks to Chris Harris for joining us this week on No Breaks, No Fear. Coming up in the final part then, we'll have a look at the action coming up in the Cab Direct Championship, the National Development League, and we'll build up to that British Under-21 final in more detail with Connor Bailey, who's going to be contesting that crown. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along in this last section, taking a look at the uh, Cab Direct Championship and the National Development League. But first, we're going to turn the spotlight on, uh, well, Connor Bailey, frankly, who's taking part in the Under-21 final at Glasgow on Sunday. But Connor, it's uh, it's been a busy time for you, actually, because, of course, you've been racing with Workington and Redcar, but now taking the step up to the Premiership as Bellevue's new rising star. It's, it's a big step. Yeah, definitely. It's my first opportunity to ride in the premiership so I've took it with both hands and yeah I'm enjoying it so far and on the subject of red car we're going to hear from Gavin Parr very soon but um, you've been moving through the ranks there as well and you seem to be definitely on the up your performance has been good you've been going nice and quick yeah absolutely definitely um, more so in recent weeks I've sort of ironed out a few issues I had and uh, yeah I've been putting in some steady performances and sort of seeing a, seeing a bit of the results showing how that I've moved up to a heat leader for red car so yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm just taking it as it comes. I'm I'm very, very busy now, but um, I'm enjoying it nonetheless. I think it's it's really good to be busy and it's helping me improve. Absolutely. I noticed you'd moved to heat leader for that, that you know, that last match. Now you've got Scunthorpe home and away in, in the knockout cup and uh, potentially a cup final uh, at stake there, of course. And, um, you know, that's a big responsibility on your shoulders this month, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking at it as a sort of, you know, stepping stone. Um, I've moved up to a to a new challenge, so it, it's exciting, really, because I've I've got my average up this year, and um, it's nice to see them put a little bit of faith in me, or even, you know, even if it is just a tactical thing, <laughs> I think that they sort of have a bit of faith in me to hold my own at number three. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to keep riding in the main body of the team first and foremost, and uh, just keep improving. I had a good performance at Scunny last time for first unknown reasons. I mean, I don't particularly like Scunny usually, but uh, I had a had a good thing there, and I'm hoping I can do something similar this time. Good stuff. Um, explain to us about you. Know, you obviously, people will hear your voice and they'll say, "Hang on a minute, how's he in the under twenty one British uh, final?" What is the story there? Because I have explained this to to a number of people, but um, as you're here, you can you can tell us it from from your own mouth. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm British by heritage, basically. So, basically, everyone above my mum on her side of the family is British, and I, I'm the first uh, first Australian generation in my family. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more British than I am Australian, uh, funnily enough. And I've been uh, riding on a British passport my whole career. 
for Team GB on, on a couple of occasions. So, yeah, it's, it's a funny one to see people just question it when it's convenient for them to, but it doesn't really affect me anymore. I, I know uh, I know what I am and what I'm here to do. And, you know, it's not like I'm swapping and changing between the two. I've been pretty adamantly a British rider my whole British career. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the... Uh, that's kind of the main story of it. I don't think there's there's much to question. It's just when people uh, take it and uh, make their own narratives up, I guess. Well, you, you've got the full thing because you're you're not just Australian. You've been spending a fair bit of amount of time in Scotland as well. You're based in Scotland, aren't you? Yeah, I've been living there since 2019, so been there a few years now. I'm uh, I've been accepted by the locals as a <laughs> Scottish <laughs> Scottish hybrid. So yeah, now I've, I've been enjoying living up there. It's uh, it's a nice spot. Now on to the British Under Twenty One final. This you must feel reasonably, quietly, you know, happy with this situation because it's at Glasgow, which is a team you were riding for last season, and um, you must uh, you know, you must quietly think, well, you know, this is a this is a track I know well. Yeah, Glasgow's my home. Um, they've made some changes to the track, but at the end of the day, I know the track really well, and I'm certainly. Uh, Certainly happy and excited that it's going to be at Glasgow, especially in my last year of eligibility for the under twenty ones. Um, make any silly mistakes like last year, and you know we'll we'll see what happens by the end of it. And and drawn at number sixteen um, on on the night that that gives you an opportunity, I guess, to see how things are going for a few of the other riders. Maybe overhear what's what's going on out there, and and maybe give you a little bit of an advantage in in knowing what you're facing a little bit more. Yeah, I'm. I, I always know what the Glasgow track's like. Um, it'll be different because it's an afternoon meeting. You know, it's it's always a bit different um, when we don't start at seven thirty. I've seen that a few times in uh, Sunday matches. But yeah, it won't be too far from what I'm used to. Um, I, I quite like the number sixteen spot, especially at Glasgow, because it gives me two gate fours. So you know, especially um, at Glasgow, it gives you a lot of freedom in the first corner. You don't you don't sort of get bunched and stopped, and you can sort of put the bike wherever you want it. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I'm just looking forward to getting out and racing. I'm, I'm really hoping for a for a good strong meeting. And in your first heat, you're uh, you're going to have Jason Edwards in in that heat as well. So it's a bit a little bit of a red car battle in in your first outing. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice hard one to start off with. So hopefully, I can uh, kick it off on a strong note and see where the night takes me. And just a quick word for the for the Workington fans. Um, I think your form has certainly, you know, gone up since since Workington started, and, you, and you've got that extra confidence and, and experience there. But it's been going well for you at, at Workington in this first season back. Yeah, the extra track time's awesome, and I've, I've been really enjoying, uh, you know, developing on the track as the track develops with us as riders over the season. Um, it's coming good now. The last meeting was was really really good track. Lots of uh, Lots of passing, and uh, you know it was, it was very rideable. It wasn't just slick and dusty. So, yeah, it was it was really good, and it's only been getting better week on week. Um, the results aren't quite there, but I think the racing is really good nonetheless for the fans, and and they're sort of appreciating it regardless. All right, well, a brilliant uh, talking to you, Connor, and uh, we'll we'll see you in person soon. But uh, all the best for the the under twenty one championships and your busy week uh, here, there, and everywhere uh, in the lead up to that. Of course, that's uh, probably a, a fair way off the under twenty one final now. Looking at it on Sunday, but uh, all the best for the week ahead. No problem. Thanks very much, Ian.
So, yeah, all the best to all of the riders taking part in the British Under-21 Championships. And also uh, a mention to a couple of the other upcoming lads as well. Oliver Bovington is going to be riding at Melilla in the first SGP4 event. Uh, that's on Saturday afternoon before the Grand Prix. Uh, this is the one that's on the new Tony Ricardson bikes and uh, is actually uh, on a bit of a training track. So I think it's 150 metres. Um, so he's in that. And then um, we won't know at the time of, of recording this whether they made it through or not, but um, Cooper Russian and William Cairns are taking part in the SGP3 semi-finals, which happen on the Wednesday, this Wednesday, in Vastavik. and if they finish in the top eight, they go through uh, to the SGP3 final with the very best of the uh, world's 250cc riders so good luck to, uh, to all of those guys uh, taking part in those events and maybe we will see them on the track uh, at Melilla uh, this weekend, fingers crossed for SGP3 and SGP4 before the main event. In this final section, then, we'll round up what's been happening in the Cab Direct Championship and the National Development League. And uh, looking back to last week, it was the first leg of the final of the BSN series, Pool Pirates versus the Glasgow Tigers. It was due to be the second leg at Wimborne Road, but with the weather putting paid to things the prior week at Glasgow, it meant that uh, the first leg was actually staged on the south coast. But it was the Pool Pirates who have one hand on the BSN series trophy after a huge 62-28 win over the Tigers in that first leg last week. Round the third and fourth bend for the final time here. A big advantage into the second leg for the Pool Pirates. And they know that's one hand on the PSN Series trophy. And uh, heat number 15 ending with a 5-1 to the Pool Pirates. Well, after that match, we heard from the two team managers on BSN. In a moment, we'll hear from Neil Middleditch, but contrasting emotions for the Glasgow team boss, Cammy Brown. That's just a, another um, very disappointing performance. Pool have outridden us out the starts, and that's what it take, takes to, to win matches here, and that's what they've done. I know it's only half-time, but you're going to have to rally the troops, aren't you, in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I think it's going to be extremely difficult. I'm very disappointed with some of the performances tonight and I'm not happy at all. But, uh, you know, we'll go forward and see see what um, the next meeting brings on Friday night. Neil, you must be delighted. Yeah, pleasantly surprised to be an underestimated Aston, really. Yeah, no, brilliant performance for the boys. Making some great starts tonight, and that's, that's been let us down a little bit early doors. We've, we've sort of played, been playing catch-up, but tonight we hit him from, from the word go. You were, I know, I read your Speedway Star interview last week. You were expecting a, a tough night here tonight, weren't you? Yeah, I certainly was. You know, I looked down the team and I thought they're all very capable riders. Obviously, got Bomber, Basso, got good experience around the track. And Tom Brennan's been going well. But, but yeah, no, they just had no answer for us tonight. Your heat leaders leading from the front, but, but the backup they had tonight, you, you can't ask for any more, can you? No, that's right. You know, the engine room's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I mean, everybody, one to seven. I mean, Kyle and, and Adam at the bottom there, they, they, they've all done their jobs. And, that's, and that, that's the key to winning matches. And that, that's what we've been doing. We've got a good, you know, one to seven. And that, that, that's the key. Well, next up for the Glasgow Tigers on the Friday was the Redcar Bears. Uh, Redcar having won at Ashfield earlier in the season, but a little bit of a different visit this time with the uh, Glasgow Tigers certainly coming through that one, defeating the Redcar Bears 51-39. However, there is uh, bad news for the Redcar Bears and a setback in uh, Jake Mulford suffering injury in a grass track event uh, last weekend. Um, Probably well known about by now, but... uh, 
obviously that's not good news and uh, they're going to be uh, looking for replacements for him in the short term uh, either that uh, be guests or, uh, or or temporary replacements we'll wait and see uh, for more information on that it's a busy week for Redcar though they've uh, they've got a, a lot of uh, action against the Scunthorpe Scorpions starting this week home and away uh, fixtures in the uh, Cab Direct Championship Knockout Cup with the fixture at Scunthorpe on the Friday the return back on the Saturday we can hear from the red car team boss Gavin Parr now looking forward to the week ahead two meetings on the bounce Kill Cup three meetings isn't it we've got them the week after in the league as well I think yes. we have yeah so we've got three but yeah sorry yeah we've got them Friday and Saturday um, we can't go there and lose by 20 like we did in the league because the tie may be effectively over uh, yeah probably <laughs> but this is Scunthorpe do you know what it is I've had lads who've rode there for like years and years and years and they're still kind of working out it's just it's it's completely different to anything else in the league and something that works one week you go the next time and it doesn't work so yeah but we're you know we've got clean slate start again the lads put the last performance out of their heads and uh, yeah we go again um, no Michael Palm top for the Scorpions is that an advantage for the Bears? Um, it depends because I think they can get guests I think they can get Ben Coogan or something as a guest now I think I read but he, he turned them down the first week so but Palm Toft one of the Cooks guested for them tonight did they? yeah I think um, I think Palm Toft is brilliant around that place so yeah I think that's a positive for us definitely so is the game to keep it in single digits or are we going there to win and then set up a less pressured second leg yeah we're, we're going there to win we go to win every match we, we can't go you know to defend basically but what we will be saying is like no last places that's basically you know and then you'll be there or thereabouts well that's that's the aim so yeah busy week for those two sides uh, facing each other well this week twice and uh, as Gavin Farr mentioned there in the league next week um, the winner of the knockout cup semi-final there between Redcar and Scunthorpe will of course face guess who the Pool Pirates in the final as uh, Pool go for a hat-trick of wins Pool the reigning champions and have been since 2021 uh, basically Pool have won everything since they uh, moved to the championship level in 2021 that's 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 just the, the 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 shortcut version of the story to bring you up to date over the last couple of years. They've won every single title and they're on course winning that BSN series uh, final as well. But you never know in Speedway, things can work out not quite how you'd expect for whatever reason. A couple of other bits of news then from the Cab Direct Championship. Oxford number one Sam Masters scored a paid maximum in last week's hard-fought win over Berwick, including a terrific Heat 13 in which he and Scott Nichols got the better of Rory Schlein for a 5-1. Berwick boss Scott Courtney stressed his side had ridden far better than the scoreline suggested. There were only four points adrift with three races remaining and then uh, the punishing blows in those final few heats uh, did the damage. Birmingham manager Stuart Dixon believes the signing of Paul Stark and the return of the uh, injury hit Stefan Nielsen uh, put the Brummies in their strongest configuration of the season. It means Alfie Botel drops down to reserve and the Edinburgh Monarchs were left to rue a slow start at Scunthorpe on Friday. They were 16 points down after seven races before fighting back to outscore the home team over the second half of the meeting. Uh, by then, though, the damage was uh, was done. 
Scunthorpe themselves, of course, see that as a fantastic win. Scorpions up to third in the table at the time with uh, maximum man Ryan Douglas uh, chipping in there in no small amount. So looking at the week ahead in the Cab Direct Championship, Glasgow are unbeaten in the league as they head into this week's Southern Tour. It was uh, obviously being curtailed because they were due to be at Plymouth, that being rained off. Uh, So next they head to Birmingham on Wednesday. The Gladiators then head north with vital trips to Edinburgh and Berwick uh, over the course of this weekend. Um, Leaders Oxford go on uh, for a ninth win when they host Edinburgh on Wednesday. Poole look to keep up the chase on the same night when they take on the Berwick Bandits. Scunthorpe and Redcar contest their KO Cup semi-final with the first leg at the Eddie Wright Raceway on Friday and the return at the Echo Arena 24 hours later. Well, let's turn our attention to the National Development League. Um, Edinburgh and Mildenhall faced each other at West Row. It was a win for Mildenhall with reserve William Richardson enjoying his best performance yet of his debut season in the NDL when the Fen Tigers defeated Edinburgh last Sunday. The uh, final score at West Row was 48-41. And we can hear from one of the uh, top scoring riders in fact, the captain of the Fen Tigers, Lee Complin, with Craig Saul. Well, it's the home captain, Lee Complin, who joins us now and uh, complete with the uh, young Fen Tiger of the future in arms. And uh, Lee, dare I say, it was tense, it was tight, it was emotional, but you got the thing over the line. A win's a win. Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, my first race wasn't the best. Uh, my chain came really tight and caused it to lock up on me, so that's why I crushed. Uh, the bike were absolutely flying tonight. Our gating, which were fantastic. So the boys from 1 to 7 did a job. It wasn't anyone in particular. It was 1 to 7. William Richardson were fantastic tonight. And that's the kind of what we need from him. And that just shows that we what we're capable of. So imagine what it's going to be like next week. So I can't wait. I know everybody talks about that Fen Tigers team spirit. We saw it in the success at Berwick. We saw it here today. And that's that's the extra man in the pits. Yeah, little man were helping me out, weren't you? <laughs> so no, fantastic. I mean, Luke really uh, in the pits and... Um, James Shane has helped me massively so him and Lauren helped me out all the time I went to their house before the meeting helped me with my clutch and bits and bats in the car and they're just such fantastic people and Ben Tigers through and through so it's a family I'm so glad I'm part of it so thank you yeah and of course it's a little while till the next action here but it's the Leicester Lion Cubs the defending league champions who hit town that should be a huge one it'll be a huge one but if we carry on as we are I can't see why we can't do it so let's just do it Lee thanks very much for your time thank you cheers bye Lee Complin then with Craig Saul after his side's victory over the Edinburgh Monarchs Academy. Um, looking elsewhere at uh, what's been going on in the National Development League, Berwick have moved to hand former NDL Riders champion Steve Boxall a return to the sport. He's going to make his comeback at home to Bellevue on Saturday. Uh, Bellevue, meanwhile, racked up a massive 67 23 win over Kent at the National Speedway Stadium and now need to back that form up on the road if the challenge for a top two finish. Uh, looking ahead to what's happening then over the course of the next week in the National Development League. There's two important meetings on Saturday. Bellevue travelling to Bottom Club Berwick in need of an away win to challenge for the top two. Meanwhile, the Workington Comets bid to bounce back from recent home disappointments when they head to Armadale to face the Edinburgh Monarchs Academy. So that's how things look in the National Development League. Looking at the fixtures as we approach this new week ahead on Wednesday, Cab Direct Championship action. Birmingham Brummies 
Leeds versus the Glasgow Tigers, Oxford versus Edinburgh and Poole versus Berwick. On Thursday in the Sports Insure Premiership, Peterborough versus Sheffield, Ipswich versus Bellevue. That one is on BSN. Friday in the Cab Direct Championship, it's Edinburgh versus Plymouth, Scunthorpe versus Redcar. The individual club streams will be working for that. On Saturday, uh, we've got a Cab Direct Championship action, uh, Berwick versus Plymouth at 7pm and uh, National Development League in uh, Berwick versus Bellevue. So a double header there at Shieldfield Park. Um, Knockout Cup semi-final in the Cab Direct Championship, Redcar versus Scunthorpe, which is live on BSN. Um, Edinburgh Monarchs Academy versus Workington at 7pm at Armadale in the National Development League. On Sunday, the only fixture is the British Under-21 final, which takes place at Ashfield, Glasgow, a 2pm start time for that, also on BSN. And on Monday, Sports Insure Premiership, it's Bellevue versus Ipswich. That one is live on Eurosport and Discovery+. Plus. Wolverhampton versus Peterborough and Leicester versus Kings Lynn. And that is your fixture lineup for the week ahead. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back with you next Wednesday with another episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Enjoy your week of Speedway. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.